Hi, and welcome back to The Real Postpartum Experience, a podcast featuring raw, unfiltered postpartum experiences told by real people. And I'm your host, Rosie. Today I have with me Marina. She's a first-time mom to a little boy, and she's here to tell me about her postpartum experience. So why don't we start with um, a little bit about your birth and how your baby came into the world? Oh, <laughs> okay. So uh, what I would really wanted Mm -hmm. was like an all-natural birth um I was I'm I'm not like a super hippie person I'm obviously a nurse Mm -hmm. but I like I'm scared of interventions Mm -hmm. because I'm aware of the cascade of interventions and so I was like okay the little as possible that we can do Mm -hmm. the better the outcome so I was like I don't want to do anything um and then of course I had to be induced (laughs) hypertension oh no (laughs) but they 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 first started getting high at the very end and they were like recommending i was with a midwife a midwife group Mm -hmm. um and they were recommending i get induced at 37 weeks i Mm -hmm. believe and um i I, like asked them like is it okay to hold off for like a while and just to see what my body does and so i went to acupuncture twice a day Twice a day. <laughs> Twice a wow. day. I got off, uh, got on leave early and like just did everything I could to like, one, lower my blood pressure mm-hmm. and two, induce naturally. So I like mm-hmm. was pumping twice a day and going to acupuncture twice a day. And then I had an appointment on like a Wednesday and I had high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so... That was like about a week into it, and she and the midwife was like, you know, the safest thing to do at this point is to go get an induction. Mm-hmm. So I agreed. It was really sad, but I kind of just, I think the my ultimate goal was just to have a healthy baby mm-hmm. and to have a healthy birth. Right. Um, but it's super weird to like check yourself into the hospital. Yeah. And know you're going to have a baby. Yeah. It's not like how I imagined it. You no. know, like you imagine like going in cuz your water broke yeah, or you or being in labor or something. So we like checked in at 8:30 and um it was cool cuz it was at the hospital that I worked at. Mm-hmm. So uh the nurse I had that night was actually somebody I knew. Um, so it was nice. It was kind of like comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she, you know, asked like, do you want me to be your nurse? We can find somebody else. Yeah. And I like felt really more comforted by the fact that I knew her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they gave me, oh my God, I'm going to mispronounce it. Misoprostol. Misoprostol. Mm-hmm. They gave me a dose of that at like 10 PM. And then they gave me Ambien. Yeah, <laughs> which was great, but very common. I was really surprised <laughs> to get Ambien, <clears throat> and then um, I did go to sleep. I woke up at three in the morning, and my water was breaking. Oh, okay. And it wasn't like, again, like I thought water just broke and Gosh. like went all over the place, yeah. and it was like just this slow trickle, and I thought I was peeing, and then <laughs> I'd like walk to the bathroom, and it like kept going, and then I walked back, and it kept like it just was like. For the next, like, few hours, yeah. like, continuous. And I think his head was just so low that it was, like, bobbing against, yeah. you know, and, like, letting some out. Every and every contraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at 3 in the morning, my water started breaking. I didn't start having, like, contractions until, like, 6 a.m. And then they started getting worse. But then at, like, 10 or 11, they, like, slowed down. And they suggested we do either Pitocin or another miso. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know which one. And they're like, well, it's up to you. And I'm like, I was like angry. (laughs) I was like, I'm not the expert. Like what? You know, I get Do you think they asked you because you're a nurse? Or do you think that that's just like they would ask any patient? I don't know. My experience was somewhat like that. Like I was like, I don't want to make these huge decisions. Right. And so I was like, what's. Like, tell me the information on both of them. Like, what's uh-huh. the di- and, and, like, ultimately, it sounded like there was no big difference. No. And so I I was like, what do you recommend? She she said, let's do miso again. Sorry. I'm <laughs> having a little sippy sip. <laughs> um, and then, so that was, like, at 11. And then it just, like, went super fast. And, um... By, like, three, I was 10 centimeters dilated. Wow. And so, like, the from 11 to three, like, 
I think at like noon I started like getting really painful mm-hmm. and like went into the tub and was like okay and then finally I was like get me an epidural <laughs> you know I'm like get me an epidural and I was like begging for it and so the anesthesiologist came in gave me an epidural and from like what I've heard my friends who've had mm-hmm. epidurals say mm-hmm. it's like instant relief right and it wasn't like I still felt everything. And he was like, everything. well, I'll give it. Yeah, he's like, we'll oh. give it 20 minutes. And I was just like, I was screaming in pain. And he came back. He's like, OK, well, let's try it again. And he was back there in my back for like 40 minutes, wow. like poking. He came out. He like went out. He was like, let's go up a little higher. Oh, no. And it just didn't work. And so by that point, I was like 10 centimeters dilated and not working epidural. And and at like that point, they wouldn't let me get off my back. You know, you know how like when mm. you're like get an epidural, you kind of have to birth on your back. Yeah. I don't know if that was the same I mean, <laughs> at all places. Kind of. I, it varies. But yeah. But they wouldn't. Yeah. And so I was like, that was like. The birth I didn't want was like to be in a hospital bed on my back yeah. with an epidural. Mm-hmm. But I was in a hospital bed on my back with an epidural that didn't work. It wasn't working. <laughs> so oh my was gosh. Like, yeah, it was the worst pain I ever felt. There's like a piece on my thigh, a piece of skin on my thigh that I didn't feel. But I felt everything. Us. <laughs> and so I pushed for two and a half hours. My sister showed up like right when I was 10 centimeters and my partner was there my sister showed up and I pushed for like two and a half hours it was insane yeah like it all on your back all on my back mm. yeah and um he came out and his head was like eight inches long yeah <laughs> like trying to describe so it so molded <laughs> it was literally like I had seen so many birth videos yeah because I was like getting all prepared you right know? Um, I was not expecting for his head to be literally like eight inches long. And I think that's like the first thing I said was <laughs> I have a video of my birth and I was like, is he OK? Because oh, of his head? Oh, no. And then I was like, I don't know if I can say this on here, but I was like in the video that I watched later that I didn't know my sister was taking. But you can see him coming out and I'm holding him and I just go. well rightly so yeah 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 (laughs) as you had just pushed out an entire human being from said vagina Mm -hmm. (laughs) did you um tear at all i did yeah Yeah. she said i had like some scattered tears and you know obviously i was like terrified to look at it Mm -hmm. for weeks anything that needed to be stitched yeah 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 she did some like random stitches she said nothing like more than one stitch but there were like different ones yeah in different places and could you so um with the tears and stuff we talk about like bowel movements and all that stuff so (laughs) were you like nervous to poop after oh my god okay so it wasn't because of the tears I feel like that like stinging pain went away Mm -hmm. but I don't know how else to describe birth to somebody. Like, it's like you're pooping out a fire hydrant. I mean, literally, that's what it feels like. And every time, like, every time I sat on the toilet, I would, like, get this, like, pseudo, like, contraction and think, like, like, it almost was going to happen again. Yes. (laughs) But it was just like, like, I was so scared to poop. I was like. OCD taking um, like senas and stuff yeah, and bicycles yeah. and whatever I could get my hands on <laughs> to like, make sure that it was gonna be like an easy yes. passageway. <laughs> oh my gosh! And that was like for at least two or three weeks. I was like, yeah, I had like PTSD every time I like pushed at all. Yeah, I was like, well, because bear- bearing down yeah, like you're gonna have a bowel movement is like how you push out baby. That's exactly so how you sense that like that fear is yeah. in your head yeah. of am I gonna have another baby? <laughs> <laughs> it's a poop baby. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the first time but I was like, okay, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. After the after, first time I pooped. <laughs> like the mental after you surpassed yeah. that mental mountain, you were yeah. like, okay. Yeah, ah, yeah. I just pooped. We're good. We're good. <laughs> and I probably, I mean, you probably felt better. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing, though. Like, and then I had to stay. 
I never had to get like magnesium. My blood pressure That's went good. up to like 160 over I think 100. But that was like in the middle of my contractions. <clears throat> yeah, you're like, can you check it again? Yeah. <laughs> when I'm like. So then as soon as I gave birth, I went down immediately. Mm-hmm. But they had me stay for three days because it's just their protocol. And it was kind of nice. So yeah. I got like extra help. Yeah, extra hands. I think if it w- wasn't my first baby, I would have been like, get me out of here. Yeah, totally. But because it was my first, I was like, nurse, can you come swaddle my baby? <laughs> and as a nurse doing that, it's like. <laughs> but that that was another thing that I I wanted to bring up. I will obviously like there's this whole like rush of emotions mm-hmm. after you give birth that like. I've seen, like, I saw my sister give birth, mm-hmm. and I saw her, like, shaking, right? Like, right. you're, like, shaking, shaking, shaking. But it's, like, these hormones, mm-hmm. and you're just, like, filled with emotion. And I just remember being so, like, humbled. Like, when the, the nurses took the the lift, what is it, the steady lift? Mm-hmm. The Sarah the study. The Sarah study, <laughs> and, like, took me to the bathroom. Yeah. I was, like in tears bawling and like <sighs> thanking them because I'm like I've done this for eight years yeah. like just yeah. n- not a thought to it no. and I was literally just like oh my god I feel so humble guy <laughs> being a, a patient yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it was incredible it's definitely a different experience and especially giving birth at the hospital that you work at yeah so did you have other nurses that you knew that took care of you? I did. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had I had like two afterwards that were in the mother baby unit. They're flow pool nurses that float over there. Yeah, so. that's so nice. Yeah, it's a, a familiar familiar face. Yeah. So, um, since you didn't quite get like the birth that you had envisioned, yeah. Um, do you? Did that sit with you for a little while? It did. I mean, I mean, ultimately, like, I'm so happy that I had a healthy birth. Mm-hmm. And, like, so happy that my baby was super healthy. I think about what it would have been like had I made different decisions. But, like, who knows? You know, right. like, my sister had her second baby at home. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, just the most beautiful thing ever. And it's, like... I would love that experience, but that wasn't my experience. Yeah. The thing that I think really got to me was, and I didn't think about this until more recently, so like a couple months after I gave birth, was I remember asking the nurse after my birth, she seems, there's something, she seemed annoyed, and I was like, are you mad? And she was, because I'm always like asking people if they're mad at me, I don't know. (laughs) But I was like, are you upset? And she's like, Honestly, yeah, I'm really upset that you didn't get the pain relief that you wanted. You wanted mm. pain relief and you yeah. didn't get it. And I was like, oh, it's okay. But now thinking thinking about it, it's like, I didn't. You yeah, know, like no. I was there begging. I like yeah. at one point I was like, cut me open, take me to get a C-section. I don't yeah. care. I was screaming. And they were just like, you can do it. You know, and it's just like, what happened? Like, I, it's just like I, I didn't feel heard, heard and listened to. Yeah. And so that is something that now I'm like, wait, that's super weird and not right. Yeah. And she was like offended she that was offended. you didn't get that. Yeah. For your own birth. Yeah. Yeah. I think labor nurses take that kind of stuff personal. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, she's looking out. I really, I really liked her. Yeah. She's great. Oh, that's so nice. So. Well, I mean, it's great that you were able to, like, take that and, you know, understand, like, yes, I didn't get what I wanted, but I have a healthy baby. Mm-hmm. So I think that's so hard. It's so hard to grieve that, but then also be like, well, I have a healthy baby, mm-hmm. so I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Like, I feel like everything goes out the window because you're just, like, look at your baby a and lot you're like, does. he's <laughs> here and he's okay and yeah. I'm okay yeah. and, like. Look at this amazing thing that is here now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. And then you <clears throat> have to take it home with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so before we get too far into like the postpartum, postpartum stuff, um, I know that you had mentioned that you, um, you had, when you found out you were pregnant, mm-hmm. um, you kind of slipped into a little bit of like, Um, prenatal depression Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about that because I don't think a lot of people talk much about it yeah totally I feel like I don't know if like 
grief is like a theme in my life, but I am a hospice nurse now. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I don't think, I think this was part of why I felt the way I did because nobody talked about it. Mm-hmm. So like everybody in my experience who'd ever gotten pregnant in my life and on social media is just like, holy cow, I'm pregnant. Like, this is amazing, you so know? So happy. Yeah, and it's supposed to be this, like, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it really is, but it's all... Actually, pregnancy is not beautiful at all. <laughs> you know? There's great <laughs> things about having a baby. But... There are, but it's very challenging. <laughs> but yeah, no, I had, like, <clears throat> very early on in the first trimester, I just started, like, evaluating, like, oh my god, is this really what I want? Mm-hmm. And even though it is what I want, like, my life is about to change. Right. And I've always been such a free-spirited, like, independent individual that, mm-hmm. like, I was grieving this part of myself that I, I know I wouldn't get back for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And, like, or that I would have to kind of, like, learn to readjust, right. you know? Um. And at the same time, like I said, like my partner and I bought a house the same month mm-hmm. and I switched jobs. So there's just like a lot happening. But there is when I once I sat with it and like I tried to s- examine where these feelings were coming from. Mm-hmm. It was definitely grief for this like person that I was without mm-hmm. a kid. Mm-hmm. But um, with that, through the pregnancy came this like excitement and joy for like who I get to be now. Yeah. Yeah. But I still grieve that person. You yeah. Know? I think we, I think a lot of us do. Mm-hmm. I can't say we all do, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of us do because your life does change mm-hmm. so drastically mm-hmm. in a matter of months. It's so fast. In a matter of months. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's insane. So did you have to take any medication? I did. I started, I, I think I started it. I don't think I was on it before because I've taken Prozac in the past, but I started taking Prozac mm-hmm. when I was pregnant, excuse me, and then um, increased it postpartum. Okay. Increased the dose postpartum, yeah. Okay. We'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so you took your baby home. Mm-hmm. Now you're um, you're responsible for this whole new life. We put the car seat in wrong when oh. in front of the hospital. <laughs> so that was a good start. <laughs> they're complicated okay they're complicated and if you've never done one how the hell are you supposed to I looked to know? at my boyfriend and I go I think he's supposed to be rear facing he's like oh damn you're right <laughs> <laughs> well at least it happened before you drove anywhere yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the start of uh your venture home mm-hmm. um so when you got home did you like have a lot of support or did you feel like you were struggling? I had a lot of support. Um, my sister, who lives really close by, she's one of my best friends. She um, has two kids. So she's very supportive and like, just being there and knowing mm-hmm. what it is. And then my um, partner's parents are super, super supportive. Mm-hmm. So they would be at our house any day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'd ask them to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great, but it just like, you're so overwhelmed and the lack of sleep for me, the lack of sleep has been the hardest thing and it just, I I need sleep. Did you think it was going to be that, like that hard? Like the sleep deprivation? No. No. And it never gets easier. It hasn't gotten easier. It just, you get more used to it. Running on like fumes basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. You just get used to it, and it's it's the worst for me. It's so bad. Um, I can't even remember the first like few weeks. I feel like because you were living in this constant state of no sleep. Yeah, and then I think at one point, I mean, my breastfeeding journey was, but at one point I was like (laughs) common theme. I I bet. (laughs) Um, And also like. I really don't like that they make you go to the doctors like three days after or like two days after. Oh, yeah. And they make you bring your baby in. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't like you shouldn't have to leave your house at all. Yeah. But you have to do that like one follow up in like the first three days or something with the peed and then a two week follow up and then a month. Yeah. 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 But the first week and yeah. And then I went to like lactation consultants. Mm -hmm. I had like 
two or three appointments just in the first week. And wow. that was the week before Christmas. That's a lot. So it was just, yeah. That's a busy week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you know that you were going to have to do all that? No. I mean, obviously the lactation part, probably not. No. But like even the pediatrician not part. Not really. No, yeah. I didn't know. No, and I didn't. Like, okay, we'll see you at your follow up. I didn't know we had to name him before we left the hospital. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't. I mean, I think that like they really, really, really encourage you to name them. Yeah. But I know that there's like a way that you yeah. can. Leave it's like hard naming them. Like, yeah, yeah cuz then there's like a lot of it's the birth certificate paperwork that makes it's it complicated to leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you were at home and you had all these appointments, did did you like did it make you feel anxious about like leaving and mm-hmm. taking him everywhere? Mm-hmm. Cuz obviously he has to go to the lactation appointments mm-hmm. too. I was scared. I was just like I think I was so sleep deprived. Like I had mm-hmm. my partner come with me mm-hmm. and he drove us. Yeah. And I just remember like crying in the back seat. Like, Ugh. why do we have to do this? Yeah. I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> what was his response? He's always like the most supportive person. Oh. I got really lucky. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah. But I mean those emotions are so high. Mm-hmm. And when your when your hormones are He's out of used whack to and it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pretty emotional pregnancy, so yeah. I think I think he got a good taste of it. Of how it was going to be after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was prepared. He's he's very like anything that comes up. Like I'm definitely like a kind of a roller coaster. Uh-huh. Always have been. Uh-huh. Always will be. And he's very like, oh yeah, this is probably like normal. even tempered. Yeah, he's like this yeah. is expected. Yeah, you know. And I'm <laughs> like, that's so great, but. <laughs> You have that. Well, it prob- I mean, you probably need that mm-hmm. to balance you mm-hmm. to make sure that really that I don't in. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so under in your sleep deprivation moments, mm-hmm. I know you had mentioned something about like <laughs> hallucination. <laughs> hallucination or something. I did. What what happened? I did. So we we're still doing this. We're co sleeping mm-hmm. and um we don't have a king size bed. We keep talking about getting one. So instead, we have two beds and we just take turns sleeping with our baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was sleeping with Julian and, uh, you know, sleeping, not really sleeping. Right. Um, but at like three in the morning, I kid you not, I swear, <laughs> I swear on my life, I heard a UFO land in the backyard. Did you see it? No, but I heard it, and <laughs> I started crying, <laughs> and I was, like, up for an hour, like, oh. clutching my baby, like, just waiting for the aliens to, like, walk into my room, oh, and no. fi- I got the courage to, like, get up, walk into my boyfriend's room, wake him up, and be like, the aliens are here, and he was just like, go fuck to bed. <laughs> said but I like somehow I fell asleep or he took Julian or something yeah and the next morning I was like it was probably just like an electric car you know right. <laughs> like rational that's, like, rational. that's exa- like I heard an electric car outside and I was like oh that's exactly what I heard last night yeah I'm like oh it wasn't a UFO you're like come on <laughs> <laughs> but you just like you you you're not yourself no and the the anxiety of like mm-hmm. you you have this baby now mm-hmm. to protect that's outside of the womb. Yeah. And that probably just instills some fear. The anxiety itself for me, I felt like, cause I've always had anxiety. I've had like panic attacks in mm-hmm. my life. And, but this kind of, this kind of anxiety, I think I shared this with you. It felt way more like, like OCD. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more like, I would just like be up all night and I still do, but not as much. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm, like, up all night on, like, parenting websites. Like, what's going on? Like, why is he – how do I know how much he's eating? Like, mm-hmm. how heavy is he supposed to be? And I would, like, weigh him at home, yeah. like, after a feed, you know, on yeah. my little cooking scale. Oh. <laughs> and, like, I got such bad OCD. And yeah. that's part of why my, like, breastfeeding journey was so hard. Yeah. Because you don't know when you're breastfeeding how much food they're getting. No, you don't. you don't. You don't. So the first week, like, he had lost, like, I don't know how much weight, but he lost um, 
some weight in the hospital. And mm-hmm. then on day three, he had, like, gained a bunch of it back. And then his first appointment, he had gained, like, so much more weight. And they were mm-hmm. like, he's doing amazing. And then, like, a week later, they were like, he hasn't gained any weight mm-hmm. since the last appointment. And so mm-hmm. that's when I started, like, the triple feeding of, oh, like, we, breastfeeding, yeah. pumping, and bottle feeding. That takes a good it's hour. A zoo. And when you're doing that every two to three hours for yeah. an hour. Yeah. You're constantly. Seven. Yeah. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. I did that with my second. It's awful. And it's terrible. And it feels like it's never going to end. And you're just like stuck to the wall. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. That like, okay, back, reeling back in to like this OCD. I literally Googled like sharp chin i googled um genetic disorders babies with sharp chins because my baby had like a really pointy chin mm-hmm. very cute baby but he had this like pointy really chin, pointy chin. <laughs> and i was like oh my god what if he has this like undiagnosed genetic disorder and so i was like like who does that yeah, you know yeah. like and i realized though like that was like the tangibleness of the anxiety like and Mm -hmm. I can handle that I was like oh I can I feel this OCD Mm -hmm. this is what it is because other anxiety I've had in the past is very hard to like pinpoint and it just like made me feel weird and I don't like it yeah 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 interesting (laughs) so he doesn't have a genetic disorder (laughs) I don't think so (laughs) I think I was too embarrassed to ask the doctor (laughs) Well, I mean, if it looks like you, then probably I know. I realized, like, I have a pretty pointy chin, and so does my brother. And I was uh, like, all right. It's probably genetic, but not a disorder. But not a disorder. <laughs> it's just what we look like. Yeah. So with the um, with the breastfeeding, so he gained his weight, and then by, his by what, the second week mm-hmm. is when he lost the weight. Mm-hmm. So then that's when you had to start doing the triple feeding. Mm-hmm. And so how long did you have to do that for? I did it for a week. Oh my gosh, Which so long. It's a long time, yeah. And then I, like, I think I just got, because it was such a, like, focus, I got, like, really OCD about it, even mm-hmm. though, like, I went back and they're like, he's gaining weight. And then I'm like, well, how do I know if it's from my breast or is it from the bottle or right, is it, right. you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and it, so I just, like, hyper-focused on it to the point where, like, my, like, sixth or seventh lactation appointment, she yelled at me. And I think... Oh, no. I, I really liked the woman that I was seeing, and I think she was just having a bad day. Mm-hmm. So I, like, want to give her the benefit of the doubt. But she, like, fully yelled at me and then apologized for yelling at me. Oh, my Because she was just like, you have to stop Googling. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I started crying. And I was in the office, and I was like, I know. I can't help <laughs> Well, as a nurse, it's like, oh, well, I can Google it because I know yeah. what to, like, weed through. Oh, yeah. Right? Because yeah. I we know. know. Evidence-based research. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we don't because we read everything that pops up mm-hmm. and then go in a rabbit hole on mom blogs. Do you go on yep. those at all? Yeah. No, yeah. I did the, the like, pregnancy app. Um, I don't know which one it was. But I, it was, like, they, had, I like, probably did the same they one. had, like, a monthly birth club. Yes. So, like, if I was, like, part of this December birth club that, like, everybody posted who had their baby in December. And it was just, like, does my baby have that? Is my baby doing that? Right. What? (laughs) It's a lot. It can be – that can be overwhelming. That can trigger, like – I stopped doing that. Yeah, because it can – you can see stuff that you're, like, well, my baby isn't doing that. Is there something wrong Mm -hmm. with my baby? Mm -hmm. And I, like, compare my baby to, like, my sister's babies and, like – like, you just have to learn that every baby's different. Right. It, it, I mean, it's true. They're on their own timelines. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's, like, a general, like, mm-hmm. they should be doing X, Y, Z by this time or this, you know, like, mm-hmm. those generic ones. Mm-hmm. But still, it's, like, it's hard to. Even now, like, my baby's smiling, but, excuse me, he's, like, yet to giggle. And I'm, like, mm-hmm. asking everybody in my life, like, when did your baby start giggling? Shouldn't he be giggling right now? Like, he hasn't giggled. Is he autistic? And then I'm, like, Googling signs of autism, oh, you know? Oh, my gosh, yeah. And, it, like, I recognize that this is part of postpartum anxiety. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. what it is. Very much so. Um, 
But it sucks. Yeah. You can't, because you can't stop. <laughs> and you're trying to sleep. Yeah. Instead of sleeping, you're, you're scrolling. Yeah. Doom scrolling. Yeah. Heard that term recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. It's awful. Uh, so, are you, so you said you are sleeping a little bit more now? Um, I, then this is the other thing. <laughs> you have like two really good days you know and then you're like yeah i'm sleeping better and then boom like up every hour Mm -hmm. so like i think he's like in this um four month sleep regression thing that they talk about yeah um because this week he had two really good nights and then he had a night where it was like literally every hour on the hour Mm. last night it was every two hours like on the dot but now, like, feeding him has gotten better. I was yeah. also using a nipple shield. Oh, yeah. For the first, like, three months. Wow. Because he wouldn't latch otherwise. Did uh, we? Did they figure out, like, why he wasn't latching? Mm-mm. Was there anything? I had one um, lactation consultant come out. Because I was get, going to Providence, and mm-hmm. they were doing it. Mm-hmm. But then I had one. My sister recommended one who was amazing. I wish I could remember birthing something I don't know she was amazing mm-hmm. and she did like a full tongue examination on him full assessment and no no tongue tie I think he was just lazy and like didn't <laughs> want to uh, because now like I think it was like two weeks ago he's just like he doesn't even want it anymore he just wants my nipple yeah and I'm like great this is what I wanted yeah and so <laughs> now it's like so much easier to just yeah. like Throw him on my boob. Yeah. Throw him back down. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It's so much more convenient. Not, not throwing my child. But. No. <laughs> Side note. The child is not being thrown. <laughs> we are placing the child down. Yeah. No, but I totally know what you mean. It's like so much easier to like whip out the boob and mm-hmm. not have to worry like the fuss with the nipple shield mm-hmm. and dealing with all that because it's a pain. Yeah. I mean, and then like, there's nothing wrong with a nipple shield. I think there's a lot of like opinions being thrown out too. Like, I and I like I love my sister, but she was she always told me like, you know, he's not getting enough food because it's the nipple shield or it's the nipple shield, it's the nipple shield. You should yeah. get him off the nipple shield. And so like that was stressful. Yeah. Like I was I like, I can't get him like, off I of the nipple shield. He, he, like I wish he would, but yeah. he won't. Um. So he he did on his own time. Yeah. And I yeah. But the, like, milk production part is also, like, I know, I'm sorry, I keep talking. No, it's okay. I was going to say, and there's nothing wrong with the nipple shield, because you fed your baby for three months with a nipple shield. Exactly. And he grew. Yeah. And so it's fine. He's huge. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it so, aren't you so proud, though, like, now when he goes into his appointments, you're like, oh, he's so big. (laughs) That was all for me. Yeah. It's wild. It's crazy. Yeah. So how did you deal with, like, the opinions being thrown at you then? I struggled with that because yeah. I like, like, yeah, I want to, like, I feel like parenting is really intuitive mm-hmm. to a degree. It was mm-hmm. for me anyways. Like, it has been for me. Like, I'm just like, no, I really feel like I know what he needs. Like, mm-hmm. I really, really feel that. Like, my body knows what he needs. And mm-hmm. it's frustrating when it doesn't work. Right. Like, when he's not getting enough milk from right. my body, you know? But I could feel it. Like, before they, I even went to the appointment, I was like, I don't think he's getting enough. You mm-hmm. know, like, there's something, I just don't feel like he's getting enough. And But I've learned to just kind of take those opinions, like, with a grain of salt mm-hmm. and be like, you know, some days I'm not having a bad day and I'm like, whatever. And then some days I'm like, oh, my God, maybe they're right. And then I start Googling and yeah. it's just... I'm still postpartum, so I'm right. still, like, in this, like, total mess of emotions of, <laughs> am I being a good mom? Yeah. Should I, I mean, listen to this? What, you know? I don't know when that, I hate to say it, folks. It doesn't. I don't know occurred. when that ever goes away. <laughs> yeah. No, my cousin has, I think, 14 or 15-year-old, and she I'm told me that it. recently. She's like, I think about that all the time. Yeah. Like, did I do the right thing? Am I being yeah. a good mom? <laughs> but, you know, the the main thing is is that you're being the m- best mom for your baby. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I think that we're all good moms. Yeah. It's just we question whether or not we're capable of, you know, providing them with everything that they need. And that's 
that's hard to sit with sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. makes me sad still. My oldest one's <laughs> right. seven. I'm like, I ask her sometimes, am I a good mom? You're the best I mom. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so someday Julian will like, be able to verbalize. I can't wait. My mother-in-law <laughs> this week, she goes, she watches him when I'm at work and she goes, you know, one of these days, because he has no stranger danger yet. Mm-hmm. And he's, and he, she's yep. like, one of these days, he's going to start crying when you leave. Yep. And I was like, I can't wait for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait and to then be you're going to cry. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, to be needed like that. Yeah. Well, he needs you now, but I know, I know like, like him recognizing mm-hmm. that you're leaving. <laughs> and it's like, but then you're going to be sad, too. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> it's hard. So how long did you take off of work? I took 12 weeks off. Okay. I think two weeks before and then mm-hmm. 12 weeks after. Nice. Which I think is the standard for Providence. The United States of America. <laughs> I think it's great for the United States of America <laughs> compared to other jobs in the United States. I think that some... I, we can do better. Yeah. But 12 yeah. weeks is 12 weeks. 12 weeks. Some people only get six. That's what I mean. I think 12 weeks, unfortunately, it's not enough. No. But for where we live, yeah. it's on the higher end. Paid or unpaid? Um, Partially paid. Partially like paid. Like there's a 60%, which was, it worked out. Like mm-hmm. we had enough money. Um, I was just frugal. I think yeah. everything that we got for him, we got from, like, my sister and friends. And nice. That was part of, like, <laughs> my my depression. I always find, like, having babies, like, so, like, wasteful, you know? Like, yeah. I'm just, like, you just buy these things for, like, two months. And totally. then, like, they don't need it anymore. So I found everything on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. I got stuff for my sister. All of his clothes are like these beautiful hand-me-downs that my sister bought. That's so, so nice, though. Because then, then you know the person that was wearing it before. Yeah. And it's kind of cute to see like pictures and then yeah, you can compare. Totally. Her boy was wearing them. Then her little girl was wearing them. And now Julian's wearing That's them. That's so cute. Yeah. Get pictures side by side of all of them yeah. <laughs> wearing the same outfit. <laughs> I we mean, I spent $199 on a bassinet that my baby didn't sleep in. <laughs> She slept in a little That's bit. That's what I hear. But yeah, I mean, yeah. should have done I that. I think I put him in a bassinet for like four days mm-hmm. and realized that it wasn't going to work. Yeah. And the co-sleeping route has been working okay for you guys. Yeah. 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 We're just now getting to this like place where he's napping by himself in mm-hmm. a room. Because mm-hmm. we just had him nap like in the bouncer, which I know yeah. you're not supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> if you're there watching them. Yeah, we're watching them. We're watching <laughs> Um, so now, but now I'm like, yeah, I don't think about these things. And so I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'm calling my sister and I'm like, how old were your kids when you started having them nap in their room? You know? Yeah. Like, she's like, oh, about now. I'm like, oh my God, we're behind. We got to start doing that. <laughs> Get in your own head. <laughs> but he totally is doing it. Like, yeah. I just put him down in the room and he, and he just walks away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you have to like, you know, like you get like very specific, like, the sound machine has to be on. Um, the light, the little red light has to be mm-hmm, on. Like mm-hmm. just like to get it for to for him exactly how he sleeps best. The same, yeah. Every and you single put him down time. the exact same way and like yeah, slowly Keep back your away. Hand on him for five seconds yeah. and then yeah, <laughs> very particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's working. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Which part of that it is? Yeah. Yeah. Or the co-sleeping. Like, I don't, I don't think that I could sleep away from him just because of, like, I feel like I'd get less sleep because of breastfeeding. Absolutely. You know, like, Mm -hmm. so getting up and walking to a different room sounds awful to me. Yeah. (laughs) I I co-slept with, well, my first I co-slept for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then my second, I co-slept for the first, like, I don't know, seven months. Yeah. She's in a crib now, but. Because it was so convenient to just, you know, here's the boom. And then my partner, he sleeps with him, like, basically every other night now. And so I do get some, like, uninterrupted stretches. I still wake up and pump. Mm -hmm. um, But I still get, like, that, like, 
just me and the bed. Or because yeah. you know when you're like co-sleeping, you're not. No, you're like you're like half sleeping. That sixth sense is yeah. still going. You're like t- you're not fully sleeping. No, you're not. <laughs> I remember like we tried sleeping together with Julian. And my boyfriend was like, oh, man, I slept so great. He slept all night. And I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was up all night. Oh, like, my gosh. Stop. Oh, no. So I definitely, like, hear every movement. Yeah. So it's nice to get that little break. Of, yeah, like, totally. Yeah. That is. <laughs> he slept great. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, um. Going back to your work, so are you happy to be back at work? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Most days. Started like three or four weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, part-time. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am um, <laughs> actually, actually my midwife like offered to give me like an extended maternity leave. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'll approve for you to have more. Yeah. You'll probably get it paid. And I just, like, sat with that for a little bit and realized that, like, a lot of my anxiety <clears throat> was coming from not leaving the house yeah. and, like, having, like, my, like using my brain. Right. And I was also in school full-time up until January. Oh, wow. I finished my BSN. Nice. So I did, like, a final and wrote a six-page paper with a two-week-old. Wow. And it was awful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Dang. Yeah. I but, need to get mine. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you just told me it's the hardest thing you've ever done. <laughs> With a two-week-old. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. It was the two-week-old factor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but like, I, I've always, like, needed goals, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think it was, like, having a baby. Like, we just had this baby. And then I just finished with school. So, mm-hmm. like, I always get into this, like, well, what now? Yeah. And that, like, led to even, I think, more depression. Mm -hmm. And then you're just, like, sitting at home. Like, going to the grocery store with a newborn takes, like, three hours to muster up, like, the courage to, like, be like, okay, I think I have everything. All right, I think I look okay. Like, you, you, like, hate your body. Like, you know, like. It's a lot. Yeah, it would take me, like, three hours to just, like, get ready to go to the store mm-hmm. to buy groceries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you like, it's totally like, normal, like... Middle of winter doesn't help yeah. either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, all of that, I finally decided, like, you know what? No, I'm going to go back to work now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take more. And it was it was the right decision. Yeah. yeah. And it's helped with, like, some of the anxiety and depression. Yeah, absolutely. And when I, like, when I'm working, I don't have anxiety because I, like, can't afford to have, you know, when you're, like, yeah. you're a nurse. Yeah. You, like, don't really, can't really afford to have anxiety when you're, like, in somebody else's vulnerability. Right. And your brain has sense. to be thinking, like, about, the, yeah. like, focused on that person in that moment. Yeah. Rather than everything else. <laughs> That's always been, like, yeah. you leave it at the door mm-hmm. kind of thing. Exactly. And that's part of why I like nursing. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get out of your own head. <clears throat> but I do have some guilt with, like, that feeling mm-hmm. that, like, uh, someday, like, I'm like, oh, I love that I get to go to yeah. work yeah. and, like, have some me time and use my brain. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I miss my baby. Yeah. But, like. That's where, like, that guilt comes in. That I, I like, like that's pretty normal, though. That that feeling. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> I, like, I enjoy going to work. Well, I did enjoy going to work. <laughs> um, because I loved my coworkers. And I'm like, oh, I get to go hang out with my friends, you yeah. know. But then I'm like, oh, I do miss her. Yeah. But, like, I was excited to go to work because yeah. I liked work. Yeah. But... It's, I feel like it's just that constant battle yeah. that you have in your own head sometimes. You have this, like, child at home now, and, yeah, it's, it's like, a whole new thing to think about. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Taking care of a tiny human. Mm-hmm. So, and how old is Julian now, then? He will be four months on the 15th of April. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did you blink and that happened? Yeah. Yeah. I, de- I definitely, like... I'm so sad every time he gets bigger and, like, outgrows his clothes. But I also, like, can't wait for the next thing. Yeah. You know? It's always something different on the horizon, (laughs) you know? Yeah. 
He's going to giggle soon, I swear. He will. He'll, you just got to be, um, you just guys, you guys got to be more funny. No. Maybe you're just not funny enough. I don't think so. It's all the depression. It's the Ouch. Depression. <laughs> I need to think of ways to be funny. <laughs> don't Google On that. top of don't all of that. that. <laughs> you're like, and you're not funny enough. Oh, poor kid. He'll giggle. He'll giggle on his. I felt like my second, I was feeling like I, she didn't laugh. I was like, when is she going to laugh? When is she going to laugh? And I, do, I can't even tell you now, like, how old she was when yeah. she laughed. And my, my sister, like, re- reminded me. She's like, Poe didn't laugh till he was like, I don't know, it was like six months. So she, like, reminded me of yeah. the day. Yeah. That, like, and I was like, oh, okay. They just do it, like, on their own time. Like, my, my friend's baby, he didn't have teeth on his first birthday. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, you know, That's it's so just, cute. you, you just. <laughs> They're their own people, and they yeah. things happen when they want them to happen. <laughs> but we have to remember, like, to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, then that's like the this whole other thing of like letting go of control, right? Mm-hmm. That's like I feel like that is my postpartum lesson. Mm-hmm. Like, Life lessons. You here. don't have control over anything. No. You know, like you make plans for this time. You're not going to get there at that time. <laughs> Unless you leave three hours early. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I've always been kind of a control freak in that sense mm-hmm. where I, like, like to have things go the way I want them to go. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really, like, that's my, that's my, my, my journey. <laughs> my lesson in postpartum. Your postpartum. Letting postpartum go. 101. Let it go. <laughs> um, I think one more thing that we that you had mentioned to me was something that I don't think I've ever heard anybody say before when it was and it was that you said in those first like couple of weeks that you felt like you knew him oh yeah from like a past life (laughs) I thought that was really kind of cool oh my god because I I, I've never heard anybody say that before I don't know how to like describe it and I I don't know about past lives you know I'm like you know yeah maybe spiritual I don't know you know yeah not something I think about that well I don't know I don't yeah I just don't think about it mm-hmm. often and but when I like when he came out I just like recognized him like Ugh. so much like yeah I was like where do I know you from yeah. I've met you before like yeah. you're this person and I know like I recognize him because he looks a little like me yeah. or like but it was like way deeper than that mm-hmm. it was like his like soul I know it sounds so weird. No, it sounds cool. <laughs> but then, like, yeah, as the weeks went by and he, like, became Julian, mm-hmm. it, that, like, slowly started going away. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, which I think is amazing because yeah. I'm, like, maybe he was this person, you know, that, mm-hmm. like, I had known sometime in a past life. Who yeah. knows? And now he's, like, becoming Julian in this mm-hmm. world. And I don't need to recognize him anymore because no. he's a new person. Yeah. He's on his own little journey. (laughs) I just thought that that was really cool because I always felt like when, like, I just didn't know how I could live my life, how I lived my life before Before, I had my kid. And even with my second, thinking that, you know, it wouldn't be that different. But then it was like, God, how has she not been here for this whole time? Yeah, Like, Like, it's just so crazy. You were meant to be here. Yeah. So I think like when you said that I was I kind of like felt that like a little bit. Yeah. And thinking I wonder if I felt that way at that time. Yeah. But it was just I mean that's a it, pretty cool experience. It makes me feel like it was like totally meant to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. Like all the questioning the like in my pregnancy mm-hmm. of like you know am I are we making the right decision? Is now the right time? Yeah. Like Yeah. It just like goes out the window. Yeah. When he came, and I was just like, "Oh no, yeah, you're definitely supposed to be here right yeah. now." Uh, uh, <laughs> my heart. <laughs> and that's why I just love being a labor nurse so much. <laughs> it totally made me consider it. Like that, my birth experience made yeah. me consider like wanting to go into labor. It's really cool. It's such a. Um, yeah, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get to see 
that like life I like that's what I was like everyone that I like met every nurse that I mm-hmm. met when I was there I was like I can't believe this is your job I mean I yeah. was literally crying for three days but I was just like <laughs> I can't believe this is your job and like I'm a hospice nurse I like mm-hmm. I see, see the other end the of, other right? end and mm-hmm. I find that like amazing and yeah. incredible too but yeah. like it's so different it's so different it's so different <laughs> yeah yeah, it's a treat, mm-hmm. honestly, to mm-hmm. do to do that job because, mm-hmm. I mean, some but some nurse somewhere got to see you experience that moment in your life. Yeah, like <laughs> they might not remember it down the road, but like yeah, somebody saw that. Like, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> um, is there anything we didn't touch on? Oh that, gosh, I mean, I feel like I think we touched it on it all. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to, like, share and, you know, make sure that people know? I think that, like, it's really important to find a community of moms. Mm -hmm. Um, I have, like, so many good friends that are moms. And even, like, I'm meeting new people. And I'm like, oh, you're a mom? I'm a mom. (laughs) You know? Forming that bond, (laughs) that mom connection. And, like, finding that community Mm -hmm. and, like, talking about it and normalizing, normalizing the, like, that pregnancy is miserable. Yeah. For a lot of it. It's not sunshine and rainbows like social media says. It's literally, like, hemorrhoids and farts and snoring and... And, yeah, (laughs) lots... Lots of things. <laughs> I mean, we Being had we, my boyfriend like he recorded me snoring so loud because <laughs> oh, and because no. he went to sleep in the other room and he was like she's gonna get mad at me because I went and slept in the other room. But, but like, now I have proof <laughs> to show her. <laughs> and I was like, that's what pregnancy is, right? You're just like, and then you're like crying because you know they're right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but you just want, I just love me. I just want to cuddle. And then you, like, don't want, anyways. Uh, I think just normalizing it and asking your friends yeah. questions and, like, talking the about it. The stupid questions, mm-hmm. too. Like, the questions you think no one's asking. Like, do you think your baby has a genetic disorder? <laughs> sharp chin. Uh, sharp chin. <laughs> uh, normalizing yeah. things, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the point of you know what we're doing here today totally. is to just talk about people's different experiences because everyone's experience is different mm-hmm. um no two pregnancies are the same postpartum even from the first to the second like it's always different <laughs> it's not linear mm-hmm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. hopefully like hearing your story and other people's stories that'll so. help people I yeah so. yeah all right. If anything else, <laughs> no, last chance. Thank you. You good? Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Another shout out to Marina for joining me on my podcast. And I wanted to give a huge thank you to my listeners for being so patient as I get episode five up and running. Um, I am just, I've been very busy with work and, you know, I've got two kiddos and to be quite honest, night shift has just been kicking my butt lately. I don't know what it is, but I've just been so extremely tired on my days off that I've just tried to focus all my energy on my kids. And we bought a house. Very, very exciting, but also a lot, a lot of work. Um, I, you know, we've started packing and doing all that stuff. So I just want to, again, say thank you to my listeners for being patient as we got five, episode five up and running. Um, and hold tight for episode six. It's coming probably be about three weeks. So um, I hope that you guys still join me on the next real postpartum experience.